shit, what is the upskis, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX GamerCast. This is going to be a special one. This is the gamies, I guess. I don't know, the GXEs, the, the XEs, whatever the heck you want to call them. My video game awards last week, we took a look at the actual video game awards, the VGAs, whatever. And they went. I went through all their winners, and we looked through some of the, the announcements and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, now it is time for my awards. So I've been saying this for the last few weeks, trying to prime up everybody for this episode. So just going to lay down some of the rules here. So I am including every single video game, every new video game that I played this year, regardless of what year it came out at in as long as it was a new video game to me it co- it goes into contendership it's 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 name is thrown into the hat and uh yeah it is eligible to be in there games that are not eligible are games that i have replayed so if i uh replayed breath of the wild this year which it didn't but for example, if I did replay Breath of the Wild this year, it is not eligible to be in Game of the Year contention because I played it a couple years ago. So that's not fair. I can't just play my favorite game of all time every single year and have it win every single year. So only new games are allowed to be judged. Uh, it could be from any console, any year. It doesn't matter. So we're going to go through a few a few awards because like I'm not going to go through like best RPG all that crap. That's just that's just redundant. And uh, but I am what we are going to go through are the my my year end stats, my most played games. So the games that I put the most hours into are going to do the most disappointing games that I played this year. My most anticipated games of 2023. Going to do a few shout-outs, just a couple games that I really, really enjoyed that just didn't crack the top 10 favorite games of the year. And then, of course, we will finish it out with the 10, my 10 favorite games of the year. Not the best games, just my favorite games. It doesn't have to be, like, some of these games may have higher scores than other ones in, in my books, but I, it just comes down to which one I enjoyed the most overall. So, before we get into the awards, let's talk about... All the video games, shows, and movies, whatever, what have I been up to over the last week? So uh, I'm just talking about really quickly some of my uh, Christmas pickups, you know, Boxing Day pickups. And I would love to hear from you guys. What did you guys get for Christmas, Boxing Day? Did you? Pick, I want to know what kind of video games did you pick up? Did you get a new video game console? All that great stuff. I'd love to hear what you guys got. What kind of deals you were able to snag up? I love a good deal, man. So uh, hit me up. Tell me what you got, and uh, let me know what you're getting into already. Which one where you just you open it up that day and you just had to get into it right away that's a that's a special moment you know i it's uh not too often that happens i i have a pretty dedicated pile of games that i I, i'm pretty determined to get through those ones before i start anything else but regardless uh hit me up on the youtube channel gamer gx videos you can shoot me an email you can drop by on the twitter page and you can leave a comment over there that would be fantastic uh so my pickups uh for christmas slash boxing day what have you i picked up resident evil 8 village got that bad boy for 24 bones for boxing day deal so i had to pick that one up i am finally got through resident evil 7 kind of been on of a resident evil kick over the last year or so so i'm really just been picking them up and playing them all did resident evil 3 this year 
and it was a really good time. So, uh, yeah, I got eight. Looking forward to doing that. More than likely going to be a YouTube series because I enjoy playing the Resident Evil games while recording them. Uh, it, it's just, I just really, those are my favorite Let's Plays to do or horror games, especially ones that I've never played before. I just find them quite entertaining. So, at some point, I'll get to that. But, um, yes, I also picked up... I uh, got Metroid Dread on the Nintendo Switch. Been uh, heard nothing but great things about this game. Everybody, all my friends that have played it loved it. Uh, it's been on people's Game of the Year list that have um, that. Whenever they did play that that game, uh, I've heard nothing but good things. Here it's a little challenging, but that's cool with me. Uh, when in terms of Metroid games, I haven't really. I don't. I can't say I've ever completed one of them. I played a handful of them. I played. Metroid Prime 1 and 3, I played Super Metroid, and yeah, just never beat any of them, so I'm hoping Metroid Dread really connects with me, and uh, yeah, I, I definitely will be planning uh, diving into that game in 2023, oh, I guess I'll be, <laughs> before we go a little bit too far, Happy New Year's everybody, I am I am a little fart head today, I forgot that, today is actually, what is today, is it, is it New Year's, it's the, it's the first, so this will come out on the second, but um, anyway, Happy New Year's everybody, I hope you had a nice, safe, enjoyable new year's eve slash day that's fantastic i will definitely be having a great day this is part of it being a great day dude i have been so excited to do this episode man like uh i've been like i've had this list it's been going since very early i've been keeping track like this is new to me like the first i, I sorry very excited but before i go too far i highly recommend you do this as well just Make a little list on your phone, on a piece of paper, whatever you want, and just track every single game that you played. Give it a little score if you want to. You don't have to. And just, it's fun to keep track of, of this stuff. I've been meaning to do this for years because some years I'm like, fuck, what game did I, when did I play that game? Like, and, and so on and so on. So I'm trying to keep track of that stuff now. It's really, really fun. Really fun to go through it. And you can sit there and make your own top 10 list at the end. And it's way easier when you have every game like right there. And you're like, okay, I played that. And I, I score them. So then I remember like okay i remember i really liked that game so on so forth again it's really it was really a good time i highly recommend you do that and of course hit me up with your 10 favorite games of the year i would be fantastic i'd love to hear about that and another video game i picked up for christmas this one strictly because i was hearing it, it got nominated quite a handful of times in the video game awards that i talked about last week i believe it's called Incri inscription encryption I think that's what it's called, uh, Indie Game, it was getting nominated, it was like $18, I was like, fuck, fuck it, why not, I actually uh, have a lot of indie games that I've been meaning to get to, I mean, like, a lot of them, man, uh, Tunic, uh, Vampire Survivors I want to get to, uh, there's so many, uh, uh, Neon White is like, probably number one right now of game I want to play, like, if I buy that game, I'm going to stop everything and play it because I'm so I just want to dive into it really really bad. It's on sale on Nintendo Switch, but I don't know if I want to get the Switch version. Like I've heard it's fine, but I don't know. I think I just want to wait out and get the PS5 version. Uh, let me know if you if you are aware of it being any different. I hear it runs on 60 frames per second on Switch, but I also want like quick load times, trophies, all that great stuff. So yeah, I think I'm just going to wait out for Neon White on ps5 but that's that's number one bro like i don't know it just explode i just want it so bad so i bought encryption metroid resi 
I think that's it that I got for Christmas. Uh, honestly, there just weren't all that many great deals out there for Boxing Day. I picked up a lot of my games for uh, at on Black Friday. That's when I picked up a lot of my games, honestly. And yeah, pickings were slim. I got a pair of boots. <laughs> I got a nice new Toronto Maple Leafs jersey my wife got me. Uh, nice bathrobe, candy, Reese's Pieces, peanut butter cups, all that great shit. And uh, yeah, that was my Christmas. And in terms of what games... And uh, shows that I've been watching this week, uh, I dipped into The Witcher, I have a long history with The Witcher, I played The Witcher 2 way back in the day, didn't like that one very much, I liked it until I got into uh, some sort of maze section in the caves and I was just like, fuck this noise, and never played it again. I played The Witcher 3, I tried to play it two times prior to this one, and it just didn't connect. And I believe it just came down to me playing too much at the time and not dedicating enough time to The Witcher. And the controls do take a bit of getting used to. They're not the greatest. I would have to say the controls are not that great. But uh, once you get used to it, it's it's serviceable. You can you can you'll you'll be fine. It just takes a, a little while. And uh, but nope, this that this is it, man. I am one hundred percent emerged in The Witcher. I am so happy it's finally hitting this time around. I've dedicated myself to this game. Don't really have anything else really. Uh, big in terms of games going on, so I've been really dedicated to The Witcher. I'm much, I'm way past where I've gotten in prior playthroughs, so I'm have, I'm, I'm loving this. This is great. Got all the DLC. Um, yeah, dude, I just, I love those. I just can't believe like how good the characters are. It's insane. Like every conversation just feels so good. The, the world feels so immersive and, and, and just bursting with with life it just it's an amazing world they built in the witcher uh, i'm loving it the combat is is it gets good once you start to get used to it and you kind of learn the way of it the combat's pretty fine uh my biggest gripe with the game is is roach the horse man i hate riding that fucking horse uh when it does work it's 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 fine it works when it works but for when you're trying to just like uh, if, when you're not just galloping through like a nice open field or something it's it can be kind of infuriating a lot of the time I'll just walk if I if I if it's not that far if it's walkable I'll just walk because I don't know man like I'm trying like the horse would just randomly stop all the time I have to it takes it takes like eight seconds for the freaking horse from a stop to get going again and I swear to god it runs into everything that it can it just won't listen to me and uh yeah it's a little infuriating the controls of the horse I mean roach as an animal is fantastic great partner it just doesn't fucking listen and uh, other than that that i love the witcher 3 right now i'm I'm absolutely loving it there's so freaking much to do man there's so much to do i can't believe i can't even like it's insane man and i just love the characters Geralt or Geralt is unreal loving it very funny game as well like oh loving the witcher man absolutely loving it if uh if you haven't uh, gotten into the witcher now is a great time like uh, uh they just released the ps5 update and the second i heard about that i was like oh hell yeah that that's that's gonna be my my next ticket in to try and get into the witcher again and this time it absolutely hit like i said just try and dedicate yourself to the witcher and get into it and once you get going man you get everything down and like it's a fucking phenomenal game now i'm starting to understand all the hype and everything so i always like i I wasn't uh, denying that it was a good game. It just I just wasn't getting into it. But now I am absolutely loving it. Witcher three, unfreaking believable right now. Okay, so I've uh, been playing Cult of the Lamb. I have finished that game now. I believe next week I will do a GX Gamercast on Cult of the Lamb. 
uh, yeah, man, that game is phenomenal. We'll be talking about it a little bit later on. And, of course, I'll do an episode on it next week. So I won't talk about it too much, but I've been pretty much just finishing up everything with Cult of the Lamb. Um, oh, baby. It's, uh, don't worry. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Uh, also been playing through Until Dawn on PS4. Uh, that is a game I am playing currently on my YouTube channel. So if you're interested, go over, check out GamerGX videos on YouTube, or you can check the link out down below. Playing through that game, I think it's a hidden gem. I don't know if it's that hidden, but I think it's a gem on PlayStation. That was a game that I really had no expectations for. Played it with my wife, and we loved it. It was a great time, really fun game. And I'm playing through it again right now, and I'm having a great time with it as well. Sometimes times i find myself like oh i just want to go we'll go record and that's that's a great feeling when uh, you know you pick the right game to to do a let's play on when you like really really want to go and record it because it's a lot of fun and i didn't have that all the time with disco elysium recording it i mean i'd love to play it but sometimes recording it you're like oh it's just uh yeah it was a little bit of a challenge but regardless uh playing until dawn really liked that game and I went back and started playing, I think I'm done, Mario 3D Land, the 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 first part of it. I think I'm ready now to go into Bowser's Fury. So what I believe I'm doing with this game now is I'm going to cut it in half, basically. I'll have Bowser's Fury in contention for next year, because uh, I, I have not touched it. It is now officially 2023, so I'll just count that as its own game, and we'll have... Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'll just... I have no idea now, because... Whatever, we'll work on it. Um, but regardless, I've been playing through Mario 3D Land. My opinions continue to stay. It is very just meh. Very meh. Not really much going on. The final worlds, the final levels are better because they have a, a more challenge to them, obviously. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying them. They're all right. I'm at the, what, the, the boss run level or whatever where you have to beat all the bosses in a certain amount of time. I didn't even notice there was a timer on it and I missed it by like, I was just about, I was on my last hit uh, on the final boss and I ran out of time and I was like, oh, I didn't know there was a timer. So I might just be, that might just be the final nail in the coffin right there because I really don't want to go through all that again. Honestly, I hate boss rushes in Mario games. They just piss me off. But uh, regardless, yeah, the game is meh. But uh, I am excited to get into Bowser Fury finally uh, and uh, hopefully I will get to that soon rather than later. And I have been taking in one uh, television show this week. Uh, my wife and I just last night started watching uh, Tales from the Territories. This is a series on Crave. And uh, it's about, it's just old school wrestlers, man. Old legends. You got, fuck, I don't, I, you got Jeff Jarrett's talking, Jerry Jarrett. Like, these old school guys. Jerry the King Lawler, uh... Uh, Von Eric, uh, not Von Eric's, uh, Vashon. I mean, just old, old school wrestlers, old school before like WWE, man. And they're just telling these ridiculously insane stories from the seventies, the eighties, the sixties of, of old, just wrestling. Like, and these stories are so insane, man, like clearly a different time period, a, a way different, how different the business was back then. If you're a, if you're a wrestling nerd like me, I think you will get a kick out of that show. I'm I'm nerding out about it. Like I think the stories are really really cool. I know a lot of these of these legends, but have not heard of these stories. So uh, I'm loving it, especially the um, the the heart the 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 Calgary Stampede episode. They talk a ton about Stu Hart and the Hart family, the the dungeon and all that. And dude, everybody has an impersonation of Stu Hart, and it's the fucking funniest shit. I I've I've known a Stu Hart for a long time, and I know that everyone makes fun of his his um 
his voice and it's been killing me for years like i i love a good impersonation and that episode was killing me because everyone had their own impersonation hey fucking rhino over here he's unbelievable that episode was amazing i'm about i don't know i think we're half well i don't know we crushed like four episodes or something so we're almost halfway through it probably gonna do some more of those tonight and yeah they're really enjoyable so if you're a wrestling fan wrestling nerd or you just want to learn about some of the old school wrestling it's freaking insane dude some of the stories i won't spoil them but they're fucking wild absolutely crazy like it's the like of course like you're like oh yeah of course that had to be a story from like the 70s or something because that shit will not happen nowadays but i love a good story like that all right that's enough that's it we're gonna get into it baby we're gonna get into award talk now and uh before we start though just quickly uh let me know what you guys are playing love to hear what you got for christmas all that great stuff so again just check the links out down below whole bunch of stuff there you'll you'll find it you'll uh, get to the youtube channel lots of content over there so let's start off with the year-end stats so i played a total of 36 new video games this year i played 20 on them 20 new games on sony 10 new games on nintendo and six new games on xbox so i mean yeah i kind of have a little bit of a favorite thing here uh i play a lot of games on playstation because well most of the time uh there's a lot of series that i like on playstation i just yeah i get i get i just have a lot more games on playstation and when it comes to xbox games it comes down to usually what's on game pass i oh, i've only bought one xbox game and that's south park fractured butthole <laughs> it's the only xbox game i've ever had to buy everything else is game pass and yeah there's again i think game pass and xbox have like my biggest list of backlog there's so much on game pass there's so many games on xbox that i want to get to I-, I would have to say but again and again and again there'd be a new switch game that i get my hands on like pokemon this year twice pokemon this year arceus and scarlet they both just second they came out and like drop everything gotta get the new pokemon game and play the fuck out of it and uh yeah a lot of the times xbox games get pushed out now there's no disrespect i love all three consoles i I enjoy all three but yeah clearly for me xbox is the weakest one they just don't have the exclusives that keep me coming back and when they do have exclusives they tend to not be that great so there you go 36 new games this year i don't know if that's a lot it sounds like a lot how many new video games did you guys play this year i played 36 and uh what was your console of choice i guess mine is playstation but I, I love all of them, so don't get me wrong. Okay, so next award I want to talk about. Let's go into most played video games this year. That's just straight up in terms of playtime hours. I just went back and, and checked how many hours I put into games. And here are the top five games that I played in terms of hours. So number five, Cyberpunk 2077. I mean, holy crap. I waited, I waited, I was very patient with this game, I waited for it to get fixed, I waited for everybody to stop bitching about it, I waited for the big update, waited and waited, and got it, I think I I paid $20 for this game, PS5 version, and dude, this game is excellent now, absolutely excellent, really, really enjoyed Cyberpunk, I was blown away, and um, it really helps when you go into a game with extremely low expectations, I mean, obviously, Cyberpunk came out to a very not good response, and uh, I was like, crap. Now, I, I just got really disappointed because it's CD Projekt Red, man. And they make a lot of really good games that people really love. And we don't want to see them go the way of Bioware. We don't want to see... I don't want to see them go the way of Bethesda. And uh, I'm not saying that Bioware and Bethesda are necessarily dead, dead yet. They're on very, very thin ice. They're basically on, like... 
next project is basically going to determine if these companies survive or not because i mean with with bioware you had fucking anthem and the previous mass effect andromeda which i actually liked quite a lot i'm not gonna lie but yeah and then bethesda with fallout 76 so they gotta hit big with their next games and uh i think i think now i think people are kind of getting over the cyberpunk thing i mean they had the television show that that was a hit haven't watched it yet plan on it uh the video game now is is just dandy like i barely had any problems nowhere near the amount of problems that uh, were were uh, reported at the beginning without question uh, i really enjoyed it i thought the story was a lot of fun i loved johnny silverhand he was excellent really good character i loved v i loved playing as v uh the customization at times i mean uh, i mean the game over promised obviously and, and under delivered but I went into it with low expectations, and honestly, I got blown away. I really loved the the city. It was really fun. It was just really fun, and I did put a lot of hours into it, and I'm hoping that the DLC is going to drag me back into it. I still have it installed on my system because I wanted to go back and uh, try and get the Platinum. I'm, right, I'm very, very close. There's just a handful of things I don't really want to go back and do, honestly, but uh, DLC coming out. Uh, they tend to release pretty good dlc so i'm hoping to go back to it put in some more time so that's number five most played games that i uh, got into number four pokemon arceus and i guess we'll just go with four and um and three here's pokemon arceus and pokemon scarlet they were so super duper close i played scarlet just a little bit more just a little bit more but um yeah i, th- I think i liked arceus more honestly overall uh, just because it was uh, kind of just a different game, right? And I felt like Scarlet was a little bit more of the same of Arceus. Uh, cleaned up a little bit, but obviously not. So, yeah, it's a Pokemon game. You're going to put in a ton of time into it. And, uh, yeah, I think I was in and around 80-something hours on Scarlet and, like, just shy of 80 on Arceus. And, uh, yeah, I got... I swear to God, I think I was like two Pokemon away from completing Arceus, and I just said, fuck it, completely done with it. And I did the same thing with Scarlet, but didn't get anywhere near as close to finishing the Pokedex Pokedex as I did in Arceus. Number two, Shin Megami Tensei Five on Nintendo Switch. I mean, holy crap, what a... Now this, now if you were let down by the Pokemon games that came out this year in Arceus and Scarlet, go give freaking Shin Megami Tensei 5 a try, because now this is the Pokemon game. Now this game is what's up. Uh, excellent um, game. I have never... I played a few of the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei games. Never really got into them until Persona 5 hit with me, and then this one, Shin Megami 5, was a was a home run for me this year. Really couldn't put it down. I put a ton of hours into it. I think we're talking like just shy of a hundred hundred hours here, and there's still more for me to do. But I just I just got tapped out. Uh, it would become too much of a grind if I wanted to do uh, more than. Um, more but anyway i got i got a lot out of this game is a ton of fun really addicting going around collecting all the monsters you can combine them to make new monsters it's just oh so good the the fighting was a lot of fun story-wise it was yeah the story was fine i wasn't like extremely engaged with the story it's about like angels and demons fighting over some fucking shit i don't know it was semi-interesting 
But uh, yeah, I put a ton of time in the Shin Megami, my my most played Switch game of the year by by a bit. I mean, uh, yeah, Pokemon's they were there, but yeah, this one I enjoyed substantially more than the two Pokemon games. I would say. Uh, if you have not given it a shot, you're a fan of Pokemon, highly, highly recommend you try this one out because, man, it's, uh, like, you're not throwing fucking Pokeballs or anything at these monsters, but you go around, you fight them, and then you gotta, like, convince them to join your team, you gotta, like, talk to them and say the right things, it's really cool, man, I highly recommend Shin Megami Tensei 5. And my most played game of the year, I mean, it's a little bit obvious, it's probably a lot of yours favorite, or, um most played game of the year but mine was Elden Ring uh yeah dude this game came on my radar out of nowhere I had no intentions of buying this game um that when it came out I I planned on going back and I was actually in the middle of going through the older Souls games I, I played a lot of Souls games this year this is by far without a question without question the year of Souls game for me I played four of them I think four of them and uh yeah i was going i wanted to go back and play the old ones to prime myself up for elden ring and i thought i would be burned out on souls games by the time i got through i got through demon souls dark souls and dark souls 3 and then i thought after those three games i'd be burned out nope i wanted more i went out and bought elden ring and uh yeah that was uh what two months just blacked out gone just playing elden ring every single day every waking second that i could um We'll talk a lot about the Elden Ring here, but holy crap, man. Like, 150 hours, that's a platinum right there. I got the platinum, and uh, that's, like, 100, like, right on the dot, popped the platinum, and I was done. I was like, hey, I'm good. I'm, I'm done right here. I, I, I had to pull myself away from it. I'm like, hey, man, like, you're, you're hitting your 150 hours is, like, that's, like, my high limit, man. Like, I really try to push myself to get onto something else because there's just so many games to play i can't stick around for forever and i could have easily just went through and done a whole nother playthrough of elden ring with a whole different playstyle. easily easily could have done that but uh, i'll hold back try and hope for some dlc real dlc not pvp dlc to come out and i'll go back to it but yeah elden ring by a lot by a long stretch like by over 50 hours i'd say is my most played game of the year and um yeah, dude, what was your most played games of the year? I'd be really curious to uh, hear, especially from someone like my friend Kyle, who um, I don't keep tabs on what he plays all year long, but I would have, like, I know your hours, bro, are insane on, like, Forza, and I wonder, I want to know how many hours you put into Call of Duty this year. So uh, hit me up, Kyle. Let me know how many hours you put into Call of Duty and everybody else listening. Let me know what was your most played game of the year. Okay. Let's go to... Should we do a bad one now? Let's go to most disappointing games of the year for me. Now, these... Some of them... Uh, now, these aren't bad games. Don't get me wrong. Now, these aren't these aren't bad. None of these are bad. I don't, I don't play bad games. I don't usually go out looking for... I know what I like. And, uh, yeah, I generally, generally don't take a whole lot of chances unless I know I'm going to like it. Um, yeah, dude. There's just... There's so many good games like there's just too many to pick from i just usually i just don't have time to play bad games when there's so many good ones to play uh regardless though let's get into my five disappointing games of the year starting at number five grounded on xbox i played this on xbox one did not play it very much i played it a handful of times 
just did not like the I hated the combat. I got very, 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 very bored. There was way too much crap. Like I, I could totally understand people that this could be like I can see people loving this game absolutely. There's just way too much shit going on. Personally, for me, it ran like trash when I was playing on Xbox. Like trying to get into a fight with an ant, it just it was just so buggy and 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 frame rate issues out of the out of the yin yang. I loved the concept of the game. That's why I gave it a shot. And I heard it was good. People were having a good time with it. I just did not like it, man. It just did not hit at all with me. And um, yeah, that that's going to be number five. Now it's it's that number five because I didn't play it very much. I put in maybe five or six hours, and yeah, I just I did not enjoy it very much. Number four is one of the games from the what series is that called? Uh, Dark Anthology series, I think it is. Uh, House of Ash. It's uh, one of the three or four of them now. I think that was the first one that I played House of Ash. Uh, it was the weakest one in my, for me personally, out of the three that I played. I feel like a lot of people actually think House of Ash was a lot of people's favorite one. Me personally, I like Man and Medan, which I hear is a lot of people's least favorite one, but I, I like that one because it was straight up just more like a horror. And uh, yeah, House of Ash was really weird. I didn't really, the story didn't connect with me at all. So yeah, I still found it pretty decent. Um, I, I enjoy those games very much. I enjoyed the Dark Anthology series. They're just a really, like, I, I just love playing those games with my wife. Like, we can, like, and this one, too, you can, like, pass the controller back and forth. It, like, has that mode, so that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, we enjoyed all of, like, we enjoyed all of them, but this one being the weakest of the three that we played, it was meh. Number three is Mario 3D Land. I mean, I've been bitching about it on this podcast for like the last three weeks now whenever I decide to play it. Just not my fucking style of Mario game, man. I do not like the 3D, 2D, whatever the fuck this is. I hate it. The death perception drives me insane. I miss I miss jumps all the time because of the fucking way that it is, the way that the game's designed. I just don't like it. I don't think the levels are all that great a lot of like i'd say 80 percent of them are just very very generically boring meh not that great and uh the a handful the ones to more towards the end are much better and uh yeah the 3d land part of the mario uh bowser bowser's inside fury i have not played bowser's inside fury i decided to torture myself with this first and uh yeah didn't didn't hit with me at all quite possibly my least favorite mario game i played it on the 3ds didn't like it there either and um yeah not much better for me on the switch number two is going it might piss some people off but stray now stray here uh i went into it with not high expectations i just want i i was just happy that it was successful people were buying it people were praising it that's great. I was super stoked about that because this was an anticipated game for me. I just heard cat game and, and yeah, I was like, sweet. I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. Now for me personally, I thought it was fine. Absolutely. Just a fine game. But I think people are taking this game, like they're overhyping it way too much. I mean, gameplay was minimal to non-existent. You're basically just walking. Uh, puzzles were meh. Uh, I didn't, I didn't really connect that much with the story. It was beautiful the the graphics were phenomenal for an indie game and uh, indie game from a new developer very very impressive i was very uh down with them winning the debut indie game that makes a lot of sense to me but it winning best indie game i think that's absolutely insane in terms of it's just it wasn't that fun like it, it was more of an experience and like 
just not an over it just wasn't it i just think people are overhyping it to the levels of like it takes two a couple years ago or last year where that game was winning game of the year i'm like that is the most just okay game i've played and uh same with stray i think it's an all right game that uh has some really cool things for it and i hope that this developer uh they, they're gonna go on it looks like you know the ground has been set for them and uh they could have a very good future but stray in terms of the game it was short uh didn't find it all that entertaining and when it was over i was like oh okay that's it all right then i all right so that's kind of where i left it at that it's not a bad game at all not a bad game whatsoever uh it's an impressive game at times it just it let me down i just i was expecting more and i wanted more but um definitely the best uh cat simulator i've ever seen my cats were interested in it and I, I know a lot of other people's cats were very interested in it, in it as well so it nailed that i mean the feel of being a cat was great just gameplay was not there for me at all and then for me, my most disappointing game overall this year will be Pokemon Scarlet. I mean, yeah, dude, it, it coming out in the in the performance that it, it came out with, I mean, wow. Uh, very, very disappointed in Game Freak releasing a game like that. Um, I don't believe that's ever happened with them before, or a Nintendo-style game, for it to run that bad. I've never had a game, there's only one other game that I've had, uh, these kind of problems with on my Nintendo Switch. Up until Pokemon Scarlet, my Nintendo Switch has never hard crashed before. And uh, yeah, it happened like four or five times playing through Pokemon. There were a couple times where I couldn't play it in docked mode because it was running so poorly. We're talking single digit frame rate. Like I, I, I thought people were overblowing it, but no, it seriously did get unplayable. And I was like, I was just baffled by that, bro. Absolutely baffled. And in terms of the groundwork that was laid for Arceus and uh, the step forward I was I was hoping they were going to take with this. It just was not there at all. I mean, graphically, not impressing anybody. Uh, Story-wise, what the fuck? I mean, it was fine. But again, I mean, Nintendo just don't really do a whole lot for stories. I mean, Pokemon, we never really had a story in Pokemon. But uh, I like the idea of being able to do three different things, three different paths. The open world part of it was was awesome i i love that it was a big open world you can kept catching pokemon i don't think has ever has ever been more fun in pokemon you can i'll never be able to go back and play an old pokemon game because of this because like i i can't go back now now that they're out in the open i know it's like oh there's the pikachu i want i'm gonna go over there and get it instead of having to run for, through the grass so the evolution of pokemon it's coming it's it, we're getting there it's just like man i just feel like they really dropped the ball on scarlet i let them pass with arceus because i'm like okay this is a new concept finally getting it on console all right i'll back off a little bit with this one no i'm, I'm going gloves off on on pokemon scarlet i gave it a fairly a good score i gave it a seven and a half out of ten on my pokemon review i i wish i didn't give it a seven and a half i, I should have gave it a six and a half or a seven to be honest um but it was it was incredibly fun it really was a very very fun video game it's just a lot of the things around it were lazy i mean customization's a joke side quests were not good and yeah there's a lot of things that <clears throat> with time i hope that they put a little bit more time and love into these games you can make the easily can be a masterpiece could be breath of the wild at a pokemon game you can easily do this but uh i feel like they're rushing it now and i don't want that take the time don't have to give me a pokemon game every single year and honestly the thing that i want the most is for two 
you know, we get two developers, Call of Duty style, you take one this year, we'll take it the next year, you give me an adult, a more mature style Pokemon game, a little more hardcore, because you know that's such a big part of the audience, man, like, come on, there's so many of us that have been long, um, lifelong Pokemon fans like myself, I've been into Pokemon since I'm four, I'm 30 now, and I want a hardcore Pokemon game, and there's tons of us out here, there's tons of us that have been Pokemon fans since... The first Pokemon games that are still fans today, and we want a harder Pokemon game, and and I'll be nice, and I'll let you still have a, a more easy, hand-holding Pokemon game. That's fine, but I want my hardcore Pokemon game, goddammit, and, and, and yeah, that's what I gotta say. Most disappointing game for me was Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, not a bad game, just... Man, it was a disappointing one. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, if you want more insight on that, you can go back and check out the GX GamerCast on IT. There is a Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That's the other one. Violet Review back there. You can go look it up. All right. And, of course, I'd love to hear from you guys. What was your most disappointing game that you played this year? Okay, so that's that. We got Most Anticipated. We got the Shoutouts. And top 10. Okay, let's go for most anticipated games of, excuse me, 2023. So, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll shout out Redfall. Uh, this is the Deathloop developers. Uh, I really enjoy that studio, Arcane. Love their games. So, I, I am pretty interested in Redfall. Haven't really looked into it, but just the fact that it's Arcane, I love their games. So, I'm excited for Redfall. Number five is The Wolf Among Us 2. Lo that's probably my favorite Telltale game. Wolf Among Us was so freaking, so much different than the all the other Telltale games at the time. I love the story in it, and I have been dying for years now for the next one to come out. And it looks like it's finally going to come out in 2023. I plan on possibly doing a Let's Play of The First Wolf Among Us on my YouTube. I have it downloaded. If anyone's interested in that, hit me up, let me know, and then I can I can get started on that because I, I'm still looking for a second game to, um, to start playing on the YouTube channel. I got a couple ideas, but... Um, haven't really haven't really picked one yet. I'm still absolutely devastated that my WWE series isn't going to be isn't going to be a thing because that was going to be a lot of fun. So anyway, number four is Resident Evil 4. I mean, come on, this remake. I hope it slaps. I hope it's more on the side of the Resident Evil 2 and not Resident Evil 3 remake, because people didn't like 3 all that much, but 2 was fucking incredible. What an amazing remake. I you better not do Resident Evil 4 dirty. I mean the fans will not let that slide. You have to put in the love and care and, and tender loving kisses into Resident Evil 4. I hope it's amazing, and uh, it should be, man. I mean, Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite games of all time, and uh, I'm very, very much so looking forward to it. Number three, Spider-Man 2. I mean, oh my goodness. I mean, Spider-Man 2018 was so ridiculously fun. I was just so happy that we finally got... Well, for me, I didn't play the PS2 Spider-Mans, and I only played a demo of Spider-Man on PS1 way back in the day. So I was, I've been waiting for a very long time for a really good Spider-Man game, and fucking my, my boys Insomniac, they delivered with an incredible 2018 Spider-Man. I love the shit out of that game, platinumed it, uh... Yeah, put in a lot of time to it. I have not yet to get to Miles Morales, that is... Very, very much so going to be, it's it's very close to the top of the list to play. I'm going to get into that very soon to uh to prep myself for the next Spider-Man. But if I really get a bad Spider-Man itch, I have Miles Morales there to scratch the itch if I, if I can't wait. So it's there. Number two, 
Hollow Knight Silk Song. I mean, holy shit, dude. Hollow Knight is one of the one of the most incredible games I've ever played. It, and, and and one of the one of the games I went so deep down the lore rabbit hole on that one. One of the coolest lores I have ever got into in terms of a video game. The lore in Hollow Knight is insane. Uh, one of the most satisfyingly difficult video games I've ever beaten. Uh, the boss fights in that game are insane. But um, yeah, dude, uh, everybody who's played Hollow Knight... Uh, I imagine we're all in the same boat. We are uh, highly anticipating the next Hollow Knight Xbox claim that is coming out on Game Pass in 2023. You better not be fucking lying about that. And you know when that bitch drops, I'm dropping everything that I'm doing. I'm fucking, I'm not, I'm going, I'm off the map, not showing up to work anymore. And, and uh, yeah, I'm going to play the shit out of Hollow Knight Silk Song when that bad boy comes out. Because, oh my god, Hollow Knight, one of the greatest games ever made. Number one, talked about this last week. I agreed. VGA thinks that Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, dude. I mean, like I said last week, Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time. I, I love it. Love that game so much. And I, I I just I cannot wait for Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. If it's more of the same, I don't care. I just want it. I'm going to buy that shit day one. And I am highly, highly anticipating this game. Just, uh... It's Legend of Zelda, right? So it should be fine, but, you know, not every Legend of Zelda, just because it reviews good doesn't necessarily mean that it's, like, a hit with the fans. You know, you think about Skyward Sword, even Twilight Princess for some people. Not everybody liked Twilight Princess. I loved Twilight Princess, but Twilight Princess, I tried to go back and replay that game, could not do it. It's just not a game that was very fun for a second playthrough, but the first time was fantastic. And then... Skyward Sword I put like 18 minutes in put it down and never touched it again it just it just happened man honestly I never touched the Wii ever again after that day so yeah that was a that was a weird day anyway yeah very very excited to uh (laughs) to finally get our hands on Tears of the Kingdom I mean goddamn, that is going to be insane what is your most anticipated game of 2023 let me know I am dying to know all right Let's do some shout-outs before we get into the official, official top 10 favorite games of the year for your boy, GamerGX, at the GamerGX Hockey Plus Cast, whatever the fuck. Okay, so, some games that were so damn close, I just, I I can only put 10 games, man. So, got a shout-out, Resident Evil 7, PS5 edition is what I played. Uh, Got a full Let's Play of it on my YouTube channel, yet another shameless plug, you can go over and watch me play it. I mean, damn, dude. Some parts of that game were absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, th- I'm thinking about the one of the early boss fights where you're fighting the dude in the car in the garage. Was I was I was blown away by that. I was like, that is fucking crazy. I really, really love the first-person uh, mode in, in uh, Resident Evil now. It just makes it so much more scary. Oh, my goodness, that game is scary as hell. Resident Evil 7 might be... Might be the scariest game I've ever beaten, uh, gotten all the way through. It, it may not be the scariest. I've, like, I mean, Amnesia, I couldn't get through that game. Way too scary. But, uh, yeah, Resident Evil 7 is up there. Really scared the hell out of me. Like I said, go watch me. I scream like a girl, like, multiple times throughout that playthrough. So, uh, help yourself to some of that. Really enjoyed it. There were some things about it that I didn't like. Some of the bosses were a little bit annoying. And, um,. Graphically, it was absolutely insane. Like, that's kind of what, like, I played it originally. I tried it out a few years back, 
And uh, honestly, it was too realistic looking. It freaked the hell out of me. It was way too scary. I couldn't get through the first scene where you're getting chased by by the older guy. I couldn't get through that. So uh, this year, I, I put it. I just got through it, and I really did enjoy Resident Evil Seven. One of the better Resident Evils I've played overall. Really did like it. Uh, F1 2021. I played um, on PS5 as well. Damn, I did not expect to get so addicted to this game. Insanely fun. Loved going through the career mode in this. Uh, and you're also kind of like the GM. You're upgrading your your um, your what the fuck do you call it? I don't know your equipment and shit. And you're like getting sponsors. You can fucking sign dudes. Like by the end of it, man, I, my team was so like you, you only get two drivers. I can't remember the new dude's name, but it was me, and then it was him, and like we would get first and second every time, just racking up points, dominating everybody. I uh, really enjoyed that uh, the campaign. So much so, I almost dropped like a thousand dollars on the whole like simulation racing thing with the chair and the fucking wheel and all that. Uh, it was I got so into it, dude, and um, incredibly fun. Um, yeah, really got a shout out. One of the fun, one of the, and I have to show. I have to also mention that I struggle nowadays to play any racing game that isn't Forza Horizon because I think the Horizon games. It's just. They're the most, like, that's the only way I could play a racing game now. If you don't let me, like, drive around and, and fuck around in a world or something, I ha- I struggle. But uh, F1 was just, oh my god, it was so much fun. Uh, highly recommended. You can get them dirt cheap. Try, like, a previous year's one just to see if you like it. If, you, uh, if you're looking for a driving game or something. And I'm not even a huge driving guy, but I loved F1. Uh, 2021. Next, I want to shout out Catherine, the full body edition. Uh, this one's... Oh man, I've had this game on my radar for over 10 years. Since it came, since I heard about it, I was like, oh wow, that looks unique. And then I tried the demo on it and I fuck it. I love the demo. And I was like, yeah, I want to play this game. I've always wanted it and I could never get it for a price I was willing to pay. And then they re-release it with the full body version. So the price went back up the full. And it took me forever to finally get my hands on this game. Finally did. And oh my God, it hit, dude. Um... Gameplay-wise, very unique puzzle game. It's really hard to explain it, so just go look up gameplay if you're curious. It's a very, very unique puzzle game. Can be very, very challenging at times, infuriating at times, even if if you will. But the story was excellent. I was fucking choking up, teared up at the end of it. Uh, Atlas really knows how to get character. Like I love the characters in this game. It was very, very weird, very trippy game. Very. Very Atlas, so um, if you're into the Persona games, uh, Shin Megami, uh, yeah, I, I would recommend this game. It's it's quite different. Uh, story was so good, and uh, yeah, if you're looking for something different, dude, I, I go give uh, Catherine a look. It's a very fucking fun game. I loved it, and I have to shout out. This one's probably gonna piss off a couple, uh, a few people, but um, Link to the Past. On the Nintendo Switch, the, the the OG Super Nintendo video game. Uh, played it for the first time this year, and I really, really loved it. I really did. It didn't crack my top ten. I apologize. I mean, it's it uh, for a lot of people, it's going to have that nostalgia factor. So i i don't have I don't get that nostalgia factor with with the with this game. So I took it. I played it like it came out today. And it stood as it absolutely stands its ground. It's an excellent video game. I had a great time with it. Um, it's just 
I didn't like, I, I just, I liked it. I played it to just say kind of like I finally did it. I didn't explore everything in the game. I didn't get everything. So there's still a lot to be had with that game. And um, I just wanted to give it its due. It sadly didn't crack my top 10 because I didn't like, there's, it just wasn't the funnest. Like there were some things that really upset me. Uh, some of the bosses were lame. There was a couple of the temples that I really just didn't like. I have a review of it uh, back in the, older episodes there you can go back and check it out and see what i thought about it uh i really did like it i gave it a good score and i think it stands the test of time it's an all-time classic um highly recommend you give it a shot if you have not played it it still holds up today as a very very fun video game i had a blast with it i was pleasantly surprised with it and it also makes me it made me double think like hmm what is my favorite like it definitely made me think about it for a second i think it's still ocarina of time because i have that nostalgia factor but um yeah it definitely made me think twice and uh yeah i have a lot of respect for a link to the past another game this one was very hard to take off of the list but because there's another game on the list that is very very similar to it and i like that one a little bit more but earthbound the original og earthbound super nintendo i played it on the switch if you haven't played Earthbound, dude, I uh, highly recommend you do, especially now that you can get your hands on it on the Nintendo Switch Online, so it's more affordable than ever to finally play it, and I did, man, what a charming video game. Doesn't look like much on the surface. If you just look at a picture, you might be like, ugh, but no, dude, it is beyond charming. I mean, the gameplay is, is solid. It is, it's an older RPG, but it's still one of the more unique ones in terms of gameplay. I haven't played anything quite like it in terms of an rpg until i played a game that was similar to it much later but um earthbound dude absolutely again another game that stands the test of time uh, a lot of those super nintendo games will do that and uh, this is another one i've been me i've wanted to play it for a long time and obviously it wasn't exactly accessible very expensive to buy this game if you want to want to hold it physically, uh, good luck with that. You're going to have to take a second mortgage out on your house or or sell a kid or two or something like that to get your hands on it. But yeah, dude, uh, it's it's out there on the Switch now. Loved playing it handheld mode. It's a fucking phenomenal game to just sit there, play handheld. It's funny. The music was great. Story was very interesting. And uh, yeah, the characters were, oh man, fuzzy pickles. Am I right? Am I right? And my final shout out of the year is slay the spire um just had to shout it out it's it's a simple game so it's not something that like it's not gonna blow you away but just mechanic it's just fun it's a fun ass roguelike card game uh you get you get these characters you get random cards and you just go through and try to survive and get through the spire and it's a game that i will probably just have always on on a system that that anytime you're looking to crush a few minutes or if you're looking to crush a long time like you i could sit there and play slay the spire for hours if i wanted to but it's a great game to sit there crush a half hour get through a run or something really fun and uh highly recommend you get it cheap uh you can get it on everything it's uh it's a really 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 fun game and uh yeah still i'm going to be playing it probably all through 2023 and uh whenever i'm in between a game or something i'll always be like oh, let's play a little bit of slay aspire it's it's one of those games man and okay that's all my shout outs so let's fucking do this i'm getting up i was slouching in my chair now i gotta get up it's time baby let's get into it the t- my top 10 my I emphasize my. So if you don't like my top ten, that's my. It's my top ten. You don't. I'm not telling you to like my top ten. It's all about discussion, baby. I I love other people's opinions when it comes to video games. I don't think they're. 
I don't like if you have Stray as number one, your favorite game this year. That's fine. I would love to know what what else you played this year and why did you like Stray so much. I'm just like I I feel like something went over my head with Stray, something major with that game that just didn't click with me. I'm guessing, but yeah, that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about Stray. Let's do it, baby. Let's fucking go. My ten favorite games of the year. Let's start with number ten. Super Mario Brothers 3. Wow. Um yeah, we're starting off with a game that came out in what 19 fucking before I was born. This game came out and literally man, this game has been a part of my life for as early as I can remember and I never beat this game. Never even got past World 4, man. Like I was I was a terrible video game er as a four-year-old, as most are. Not not a lot of four-year-old video game prodigies out there, uh, especially back in the early 90s, early mid-late 90s, whatever the fuck. Um, early mid-late 90s, I just, so the 90s. Anyway, um, played through this game this year. Full, I wanted to dedicate myself to uh, playing more of the old Mario games and actually getting through them because I've never beaten any of them until I finally beat Mario Bros. 3, so... Played all of them, never beat them, and I wanted to go back and do them full justice. Like, my opinions on Mario is that I'm not the biggest, like, I, I'm fine with them. They're just not my, like, I don't go crazy when a new Mario game is announced, and um, it's not my favorite series. I don't even know if Mario's in my top ten favorite franchises, because I just don't, I don't get all that excited for them. I, when I play them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this was good. But, um, coming back to Mario Bros. 3, holy crap, this one really did blow me away. Uh, insanely fun, insanely fun. Um, the nostalgia for me, like going back and the oh shit, this is this is the point where I could never get by, and like it was still a challenging game. I'm a complete and total bitch when it comes to those games. I use save states. I'll admit it. I know I can't. I could probably beat it, but it was a time constraint thing, and I just needed to get through it really quickly so I can get an episode up on it. And again, I go more in-depth. There's an episode that I did earlier in the year about Super Mario Bros. 3, so you can go back and listen to my full opinions on that game, but game stands the test of time, man. It's a true masterpiece. It's an all-time classic. You can play it anytime. Now I really understand why my friend Billy, like, plays the game all the time, because, like, you can literally get through it in, like, an hour and a half. It really isn't that big of a deal, but god damn, it was fun. I had so much fun with this game. I was really blown away, and I was... I was really happily happily surprised that one of these older games that I played this year was able to crack into the list because they truly do like like in my review I said like if this game came out today it would still be an incredibly fun game and uh, the fact that it came out before I was born just absolutely blows me away the game the game will be fun 10 years from now it'll probably be still hold the test of time 50 years from now it is really truly that good and I got to give it a shout. I got to give it my 10 spot on my 10 favorite games this year. It was really, I really liked it. Number nine, Cult of the Lamb. Oh, this one snuck in just late. Literally, this game was higher on my list uh, earlier on when I was playing it. And it kind of dropped off a little bit as I was going through. I will I will discuss it more in full in next week's episode, why it started falling off the list a little bit. But goddamn, dude, this game is so damn charming, so damn cute, and it literally took over my life for about a week there. I just could not stop playing Cult of the Lamb. I'd sit there for like three hours. I'm like, oh my god, I have a life to live, and I gotta go do stuff. But if you like, if you liked Stardew Valley, if you like Harvest Moon, you like those kind of games, 
If you like a roguelite, I mean, there's a lot of things that this game brings uh, in, into one kind of package and makes it into its own thing. Very, very fun. And um, it's not the longest game, so, like, if you're expecting to put in, like, 180 hours into a farming simulator-type game like Stardew, you're not going to get that here. I, I tapped out and pretty much did everything in about... I don't know, 20, 25 hours in and around, somewhere around there. I don't know. The time on that game is a little weird. Like, my the, the in-game timer says that I only put in, like, 12 hours or something, but then my, my Switch says, like, 25 plus. So I was like, yeah, I definitely played it for more than 12 hours. That's for sure. But, wow, this game was so incredibly addicting. Uh, I want to get more into it next week when, um, so I, I don't want to spoil too much and uh, get too much into it, but wow, like everyone was going crazy about this game throughout the year. Everyone was like, oh, you got to play Cult of the Lamb and it got on my radar. I was looking at it and I was like, yeah, I just bit the bullet, bought it and started playing it. Couldn't put it down. Could not put it down. Um, yeah, dude, these are my kind of games. Like I love Harvest Moon. I love Stardew Valley, that kind of stuff. That aspect of the game is... It's there, but like you, uh, well, I'll get into it more in next week's episode. But I still absolutely love this game. I fell in love with it, and um, yeah, dude, one of the one of the just fucking out of nowhere games for me. I just, I just everyone was talking about it for like two weeks there, and then like not much talk. And I'm glad that people are still talking about it when it comes to terms of game of the years or their end of the year list. A lot of love still being there for cult of the lamb. And yes, I fully understand why cult of the lamb was such a little treat. You can get it on anything. I got it on my switch. I kind of wish that I got it on something else now so that I can have trophies or achievements or something because I, I loved going through and collecting everything. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, number nine is going to Cult of the Lamb. Number eight is going to the one and only Xbox game that I played this year. And that is Amore. Holy jump in this game. Um, I, I The only thing that I, I think this game would have been higher on my list if I just didn't play it right after I played Earthbound. So very, two very, very similar games. But my buddy Josh of the optional, optional boss podcast I, I hope i got that right uh he's been recommending me this game for like a year i finally dipped into it and wow man if you if you liked earthbound and you haven't played this you have to play it you have to play it it's um it's it, it's like a modern earthbound but also with one of the craziest stories i have experienced in a while one of the most wild endings twists that i've ever ever had and i can't spoil it and it's one of the main reasons why i haven't done an episode on it because it, it would it would i would have to get into spoilers and i really don't want to just trust me on this one it's um it's a very charming rpg uh colorful very cool the story is where it's at man i mean the characters are excellent excellent characters and when it comes to rpgs i mean story and character are very very important and i think they nailed that the the gameplay also the combat system or the fighting system what have you very different uh unique style i mean boil it down it's similar but it's got some different mechanics to it where you use like a mood system which i mean you can be you can get sad and you can get mad and happy and that can it's kind of like a rock paper scissors thing so unique combat system i haven't had anything quite like that 
and uh, it was a very enjoyable game man i just i just wish i i was slightly burned out on on rpgs when i was playing it i wish i had a more clean slate on rpgs it would have more than likely been up on my list it's actually one of the more high higher highest rated games that i played this year but overall it wasn't like the most fun because, i mean it's an rpg they're they're fun but you know uh regardless though i i i i would say uh, Amore might be one of the most, one of the best RPGs I've ever played. And uh, uh, just, oh, there's so much to love about Amore, man. I just, please go play it. Just trust me on this one. Uh, don't look up any spoilers for the love of God. You have to experience that ending just naturally. Don't look anything up. And uh, you will be, you will be blown away by that ending. The same way that I was, like, um, my buddy who recommended me to play it was like holding back. He's like, where are you at here? He just wants to know what I'm at. We're, we're talking about it. And when I finally got there, it was so, oh, just talking about it. It wasn't, it was so much fun, man. Awesome game. I loved Amore. It's on Xbox game pass too. So if you have game pass, go play it. Number seven is going to cyberpunk 2077 oh yes so yeah this game wouldn't have made anyone's game of the year list when it first came out unless you had a really really good pc and maybe some some luck but uh yeah dude i i loved cyberpunk it was a ton of fun talked about it a little bit earlier it's one of my most played games this year i put a lot of time into it i love the world uh yeah dude there's a lot i just really really liked it um it really it got me uh, more motivated to go back and play The Witcher because I was like, man, I liked Cyberpunk so much. I'm like, I have to go back. Like, I have to. I have to try and give The Witcher 3 its love. And now that I kind of got a more of a feel for CD Projekt Red games, like, oh yeah, The Witcher is excellent. More than likely going to be on my top uh, top 10 favorite games of 2023. We'll see. We're still very, very early. Literally on the first day of the new year while I'm recording this. But um cyberpunk man now that it's all fixed up you can get it dirt cheap i highly recommend you go give it a shot now because it's a great time i mean the missions were a lot of fun really good characters in it as well it was funny i mean johnny silverhand was a really cool character i really quite enjoyed it the story was good i liked the you got multiple endings there i still haven't seen all of them i think i only need to do one maybe two more of the endings but yeah, dude, I um, I still have it, like I said, installed on my PlayStation because I still want to go back to it when the DLC comes out. Kind of want to platinum it as well, but damn, Cyberpunk really hit for me. Went into it with low expectations, and it absolutely blew the doors off of me, man. I loved it. Uh, excuse me. Number six is going to Chicory, A Colorful Tale. I played this on PS5. I have a just recently did a review of Chicory. You can go back and listen to that and get my full uh, thoughts and opinions on that game. But oh man, just another excellent indie game. I love this game. I, I I'm not a big collectible guy, and that's not like the main thing you're doing in this game. But I love collecting everything in this game. Got the platinum. The story was so beautiful so hit so close to home for me and i mean i'm not even a big painting guy not a big artiste or anything like that but painting in this game was incredibly relaxing and rewarding and the art school thing might have been one of the funnest things i did in gaming this year i just love the art school classes i wanted to do more and more and more of them i just could have kept going and going and um 
yeah, what a pleasant game, man. Like, just very well designed. Like, every, it was just so satisfying. Like, yeah, you got to go back and forth and, and, and revisit a lot of places, but it was very rewarding going back. It's like, okay, now I have what I need. I could do this. And bam, you're getting, you're getting collectibles. You're getting rewarded left, right, and center. And man, just a fuck. It's such a charming, beautiful little game, man. I, highly recommend this one as well do not let this one pass you by uh just because it's indie games like if you're still a i don't play indie games guy uh please please play indie games trust me man i was one of those guys and uh i i broke down and started playing indie games years and years ago now long time and uh still to this day indie games uh some of them are some of the greatest experience i've ever had with video games it doesn't have to have a triple a budget to make it uh, an incredible video game and like i said man some of the best experiences are in indie games some of the most relatable stories and uh this one was one of them man absolutely beautiful video game do not let chicory a colorful tale pass you by if you like legend of zelda like old school legend of zelda it's kind of similar to that but with art it's uh it's a fucking good game man very unique i loved chicory number five is going to death loop oh buddy oh yes i uh this one i had to hold back on a little bit uh before i played it i bought it and i was like oh i'm gonna dive in i was like oh wait i have to play dishonored 2 and i did so and then i got into death death loop and i would i would have to say now like i'm a big fan of dishonored i think death loop blows those out of the water now i mean i would still i've dishonored 3 came out tomorrow i'd play it in a heartbeat don't get me wrong but i really like the idea of death loop uh getting chased by juliana was fucking wicked uh the story was unique it was funny love the characters of of um oh juliana and 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 uh the, the, uh, the dude anyway they were great characters well written uh i mean graphically it didn't like blow me away it's its style was unique it's got a cool kind of art style going on there uh gameplay was beyond tight very very fun game to play gives you a lot of freedom you can be quiet you can be loud you can fucking kill everything you see you can kill nothing there's just a lot of play styles um yeah, dude, I really, really like Deathloop. There was a lot to like about that game. Uh, I thought I thought maybe it would have ended up higher on my list, honestly, but nah, it fell down a couple spots only because, like, there's some games that I played after it that I was like, oh, yeah, that was just... Well, we'll talk about them because I just thought they were overall a little bit better as an experience. Anyway, number... What are we at? One, two, three, four. Yeah, we're at number four already. Oh, my goodness, number four. Shin Megami Tensei 5 on the Nintendo Switch. That would be... Okay, no, we've had some Switch games on here. We're good, we're good. Um, yeah, Shin Megami Tensei 5 being, like, the the exclusive to the system. And, dude, I absolutely adore this game. Oh, my goodness, was it ever a ton of fun. Like I said, man, one of the, one of the games I sunk the most hours into because it was just so much fun. I, I loved catching the monsters. The monsters were so cool looking. And I loved mixing them up and fucking creating these new monsters. And yeah, it's a, it's a, if you want that hardcore Pokemon game, I think like, this is probably as close as you're going to get, I would say. Again, I, I, I recommend this to the Pokemon players out there that are looking for something else. Uh, really, really like this game. Story wise, it, it was there. Like, I, it, you know, it, it wasn't blowing me away. It was cool enough, but I wasn't like, oh, I have to see the next part of the story. But it was good enough. Characters were 
pretty decent, and um, yeah, I think it just comes down to the gameplay was just a ton of fun. It's a pretty game. I mean, it is a Switch game, so it's not going to blow you away like a PS5 game or anything, but I thought it was a good-looking game, and man, I uh, got me a new fan, a new fan in the series of Shin Megami whenever... Uh, I, I believe they're re-releasing a few of the older ones, so I'm going back and I'm going to play a couple of those, uh, especially the old Persona games as well. Uh, yeah, huge fan of those games now. And Shin Megami, one of the best ones that I played this year. Highly recommend Shin Megami Tensei Five. Good ass, oh, fuck, great ass video game. Number three, Dark Souls Three. Oh my god, what was I doing waiting on this game for so long? Holy. Fuck, this game was incredible. Holy shit. Blew me away graphically. I mean, this game is one of the most pretty games I've ever played. Uh, I love the environments. Uh, oh my god, dude. Like, I was so... I got so sucked into this game so immediately. Like, uh, coming off of... I came off of Demon Souls Remake, and then I did Dark Souls 1, and then I skipped Dark Souls 2 because... Because... And then I went to Dark Souls 3, and holy fuck, dude. Dark Souls 3 might have some of my some of the most satisfying moments I've ever had in gaming. Uh, some of the best bosses I've ever fought. Uh, oh my god, man! I just loved playing this game. It was I loved the world so much. The story was so cool. I mm, it was just so much fun. I loved the I just loved the combat. I got just so just oh I love this game so much, man. It's I can't like. I just thought it was designed so well. I know it's not like everyone gushes so much about Dark Souls 1 and how it was designed. Now, I played that that game. I played that game. So, and it, I'm not it hasn't made gotten a mention in this episode yet. Now, if if you do want me to go back, I can do another episode and we I'll talk about all the other games that I played that didn't get a mention on this uh, on this episode. So if anyone's interested in me doing something like that, I can talk about all the other games that I played and uh, go through why they didn't make the cut. And I, like a lot of them are good games. There's a lot of eight out of tens this year out of me on my list. There's just a lot of great games. There's just can't can't have them all in the top ten list. But uh, Dark Souls three is. Goddamn, one of my favorite Souls games I played. Uh, I really would have... I'm, I'm waiting for whenever the Bloodborne remake or whatever is going to come out to replay Bloodborne because I want to go back and replay that again because that one, I believe, is still my favorite one overall. But I, again, I'd have to go back and play it. It's been a minute. But damn, dude, Dark Souls 3, the... Fuck, I can't remember the boss right now, but the one... Uh, uh, with, with with his legs that are broken and then his brother is hanging off of him that is one of my mo- one of the best boss fights I've ever played in my life I had I just god I would play that I would oh it was so freaking good and then the the fucking dragon fight dude I mean the guy on the dragon I, 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 I I'm drawing complete blanks on Dark Souls 3 right now and all the names but that fight is one of the most visually appealing fights ever. One of the most badass sequences. Getting to that fight and then do... Oh my god, man. This game just blew me the fuck away, man. Like, I loved... I think every boss... I thought... Oh, there's like one boss that pissed me off. But damn, dude. Dark Souls 3. I fucking love this game so much. And, uh... Wow. I <laughs> really, really liked it. And, uh... Okay, so let's just move on. Number 2 is Returnal. So, 
Yeah, I just I did an episode of it not too long ago. You can go back and listen to me gush all about this game. This one I'm dubbing as my first true PS5 experience, aside from like Astro's the the package in game with Astro that was phenomenal too by the way. Um, but this with the next gen graphics, the sound, and holy crap, dude, the gameplay was so much fucking fun. I I still want to keep playing this game. I wish there was more and more. I mean, there is. There's like an endless tower or whatever I can go back and play. But, wow, I got really into the world. I mean, the, just the the area that you're in is so freaking beautiful. I got caught just stopping and staring at stuff. Like, way more than I think I ever have in a video game. It's just so visually appealing. The gameplay is so tight. So much fun. I I couldn't stop. Just another run, another run, another run. Oh, I got to go back in and do it again. And I thought the challenge was so, so right. I felt the challenge was, it never really made me angry. It just made me wanting to come back for more. And that's where I think you, they nailed the challenge. It, it like, I can imagine like, yeah, it, it did. It was hard. It was not the easiest game that I played this year, but it's, um, I thought the challenge was right on. I loved it. Uh, Celine is one of the cooler characters. I, in terms of controlling her, she felt it felt so one to one. The controls in Returnal are just perfect. I don't know. It's hard. I hate to say the word perfect, but goddamn, they are good. Um, yeah, visually amazing. Story wise, I still don't really. I'm still confused by the story, but uh, it was cool. Uh, don't fear the Reaper, and um, yeah, Returnal. I I had a debate with it but i think in terms of who is number one and this game i don't know man it was they're so different and um but i thought about it i thought maybe making returnal my favorite one but i just don't i loved it i love returnal so much it was so freaking good i'm so happy that it hit as much like i was i I knew it was going to be good but i didn't think i was gonna get this addicted to it really just couldn't stop playing it man and beating that final boss for the first time again might have been top three most satisfying moments possibly it might have even been the, my most satisfying moment beating that final boss for the first time my wife can can confirm that she was standing behind me when i finally beat it and i jumped up and i was like yeah and i was just yeah dude it was a big moment for me <laughs> beating that game and uh, now i made that game my bitch i just run through it like crazy and yeah probably the tightest gameplay of the year for me i mean it's just a treat to play so satisfying but it is not number one number one i know it's a little bit obvious it's a little bit a little boring if you will but it absolutely deserves it number one it's elden ring baby oh yeah i i know i know it's not the it's not the it's not the i don't know the the weird pick i did not play god of war so don't kill me I didn't play it yet, so it's not gonna. It's more than likely gonna be on next year's list because I have not played God of War yet, so it's not here. And uh, yeah, I wanted I wanted my list to be more different than everybody else's, but I did play Elden Ring, and yeah, Elden Ring is that good, dude. It's really that good. Um, I've said it before, uh, so I played a lot of Souls game this year, the Year of Souls games. I played four of them this year. Uh, Elden Ring was my favorite one. Uh, it was, it's, it's a lot different, man. Like it's, it's not fair to kind of compare them to the, to like a dark souls one or something. Cause I mean, they're, they're different style of games. I mean, this one is just one of the most, oh God, man, I got so into the world, man. This world is one of the, 
one of the fucking coolest worlds you'll ever experience. There are so many just jaw-dropping moments in this game in terms of boss fights, in terms of just exploration. Your mind will fucking be like, how is this here? And what what is this all about? Like, it's at, like you think you know the map until... And then you th- like when you think you know the map, you haven't even discovered half the map yet. And the oh man, the so much fun fighting everything. I mean, not every boss was a hit, but there were so many of them. I mean, you can't not every boss was a hit, but there are some really fucking incredible fights in this game. Um, man, Melania. I mean, and yes, the final boss for me really really hurt my overall experience. I mean arguably it could have it almost could have taken this out of the top game of the year because i hated the final boss fight so much i hated it so much man it really really um soured my opinion on it for a little while but i calmed down and i gave it some time and i was like okay now that i beat it at least it's um yeah i felt like the end of the game uh, had some balancing issues for me personally like some of the bosses i walked through at the end and then that final boss was just like this insanely large gap of difficulty that i was like whoa dude but um yeah the story was wicked the graphics were i mean it's a it's a it was on ps4 like last gen and next gen so it didn't like it didn't like go all out with the graphics but in terms of the design of this game i mean having that big fucking tree in the background the whole time was just so freaking cool i loved exploring every inch of this game and like i i have no idea there's probably tons of things that i missed um like i didn't even find like that volcano manor until like 90 hours in i was like what the fuck is all this shit and then got down that rabbit hole i was like holy fucking like this game just it's insanely accessible not gonna say insanely accessible but i guess in terms of souls games this is a great place to start i don't know if it's going to necessarily guide you uh well into the other games because they're a lot different than elden ring like dark souls one is more of a linear game than elden ring you can't jump in in those old games and stuff but yeah, dude. Elden Ring for me was is my favorite game of this year. I absolutely got so engrossed in it. Like, that's all it was for like two months was just Elden Ring and I couldn't stop playing it. I just wanted to explore everything. You see something off in the distance and you're like, what the hell is that? And the next thing you know, you're in a fucking tunnel for three days and you're like, whoa, dude. Like, I love talking to my buddies at work about this game. Like, I, for, I forget where I was, but we're talking, and I was like, yeah, dude, I, I literally spent three days in this one area. I'm like, it was so big, and there's so much to explore, and oh my god, man, I loved Elden Ring so much. I, I, I look forward to going back to it very soon. I look forward to going back in, in, the, in the future and replaying this game in another way. Like, that's, I really want to go back and play it as, like, a mage or whatever, because it gives you that, like, that option so it's so easy to change your play style and like it's really not that big of a deal it's like oh i want to be a mage for one quarter of the game and then like that's what i was trying to do i i wanted to try and play like four different play styles through a whole playthrough but kind of just end up sticking with two the first half i did like strength build my classic like i always do strength and then yeah i found the blood katana and then i was like oh katanas are cool i had no idea that that weapon was like that overpowered and shit when i got it i just like katanas and i was like cool this one's cool and then next thing you know i was melting everything and it was just fucking wreck fest but damn dude elden ring what an amazing game i 
Highly recommend everybody to try it out. Even if you are scared of Souls games, this one is, I would say it's the easiest one to get into. Uh, there's a lot of things that could help you out in this game. The summoning, the, the, whatever. The summoning helps a lot. You can, you can get people to come in with you. You can summon things to come in and fight with you. Made it, I'd say this was the easiest one for me to get through. Um, now, I mean, the Elden Beast, it took me like 30 tries to get through that motherfucker. One try for Melania. I'm going to say it one more time. Yeah, I beat that bitch on my first try. I'm proud. I'm proud. It's all, it's all good. But, um, yeah, dude, if you didn't play Elden Ring, I mean, it's, it's getting game of the year nods left, right, and center for a reason. It's a very fucking good game. <laughs> it's my favorite game of the year by, by a bit. I mean, not too much. Like, Returnal was right there, man. Like, I really had to sit down and think about it because, like, like, it basically came down to the question. It's like, what game would you be more willing to, like, just go play right now? It's like, would you, like, I'd be more prone to just jump into Returnal because that's the kind of game it is. It's more of a jump in, play. That, that's what it, but Elden Ring, like, that's just a fucking, it's a lifestyle for a while there. Like, it really just takes over everything and, like, all good, man. Oh my god, I love that game. Uh, except for those hand things. that Those disgusting hands. Those things were terrifying. I fucking hated those things. But there you go. There you go, everybody. There is the first ever uh, Gamer GX Video Game Awards. The Xs, if you will. You can call them whatever the hell you want. The GXs, the Gamies, whatever. It's all good. You can call it whatever you want. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a ton of fun doing this episode. That was a lot of fun just going through all those games. Again... I have the list of every game that I played. So if you want me to go through all the rest of the games that I played and I can talk about every single game, give you a little quick thing. And if any of those games or any of the games that I, that, that I talked about today stand out to you that I haven't done a GX Gamer Cast on and you want me to, let me know and I, I, will, I will let you know if that is a thing that I can do. I more than likely can do. So there you go. If, like I said, if you're interested, just let me know. And I could talk about all the games that I played this year. I could talk about the rest. And um, yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. What was your favorite game? Most disappointing game? Most anticipated game? Game that you just couldn't put down this year? And so on and so forth. Love to hear all that conversation. And damn, that's a year down. That's another year. 2022 is down. Looking forward to 2023. Already got my list started. We got The Witcher is on there. And uh, I feel like he that Witcher is is going to be a major player in the gamies in 2023 because uh, I am loving The Witcher right now and I really want to watch the TV show and yeah, I want to go all out on The Witcher this year. It's going to be a good time and uh, yeah, I hope you guys had a great time listening to this like I did talking about these games. I could just... I could keep going i literally just want to i'm looking at the list of all the other games that i played and i'm like oh i could just keep going but uh, this is a long enough episode i think for now happy new year to everybody hope this year is good to you and um yeah just keep playing and uh let me know if 36 new video games in one year is a lot or not i don't know if i should if i need to increase those numbers or slow the fuck down a little bit and maybe smell the roses let me know regardless that is my video games stuff for this year and uh yeah we will see you again soon next week i want to talk about cult of the lamb uh unless you guys want me to talk about uh the rest of the video games that i played then i'll do that one next week regardless and um 
yeah, the uh, WrestleCast was out yesterday. You can go back and listen to that one. I uh, won't be doing Wrestling of the Year year awards. That will be more than likely in April in and around uh, WrestleMania time. That's more than likely when I'll do my, my wrestling awards. And I don't know. I don't think I'm going to do hockey awards or anything like that. I already did a best, the biggest stories of the year. My last hockey uh, episode. So you can go back and listen to that. If you're interested in the, the top stories in the NHL in 2022, there was, uh, quite a few of them. I did. I went through what 15 of the biggest stories. So yeah, it was uh, quite a lot over there and, um, yep. Do a final plug and then I'm out. Uh, make sure you go check out the gamer GX videos, YouTube channel where I'm playing until dawn right now, but there's also tons of other let's plays. You can go check out over there at some point. I want to do like a collection video on that channel, uh, go through my whole PlayStation collection, whatever the hell is installed on my PlayStation. I'll just go through them all and just kind of give you a little one minute, talk about each one for like a minute or two and just go through all the games and then it's out there on the youtube channel if people are curious like what do i have they can go there refer to to those videos and be like oh you own this that would be fun to play and then maybe we'll have more ideas and shit like that so go check out the youtube channel link is down below you can follow me on twitter uh gx podcast 90 something i think i don't know the link is down below you can go check it out drop comments there you can let me know um all your favorite games and all that great stuff whatever if you heard anything that you liked in this podcast you want me to know about it that would be awesome and uh if you have any pointers any tips stuff like that always got my ear open always always ready to chat about video games hockey and wrestling all that great stuff so keep your nose clean out there everybody have a great year and we will see you again soon go play some elden ring motherfuckers